Welcome everybody to another episode here. It is Superhero Stuff You Should Know. I'm your host, Andrew. I'm leading this shit this time. <laughs> I'm the man who knows too much about Batman, video games, and I'm joined by Ben. This is Ben, the man who usually knows too much about Batman, but video games is Andrew's thing, so I'm going to let him teach me <laughs> what's going on. And, Zach? Yes, your old Uncle Joker is here, ready to get some education from Andrew Tavius on everyone's favorite <laughs> cartoon series-inspired video game, Joker, the animated series. <laughs> and I got old college buddy Matt here today. Howdy, folks. Howdy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let's uh, talk about Matt for just a second, man. Why'd we invite this guy? Uh, he's a lead animator on Torchlight 1 and 2 and Hob, and he also worked on Disintegration, and he's now a senior animator at Respawn on the Star Wars team. That's right. Nice. Bona fides, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't just hire... Bravo. I'm not just bring it on jackasses, I'd leave that to Zach. <laughs> I've made a video game or two. <laughs> Alright, so, um, yeah, this time around, we are doing a fan request. Uh, Kuki Noms, we mention her all the time, and uh, she's a cookie maker extraordinaire. She's on Instagram, this is her, it's K-O-O-K-I-E-N-O-M-Z. And she's on Instagram, and you can find her store there. You can see here on, on the YouTube channel that uh, the um, the Batman cookies that she made for us are in the center here of this. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, you can see her work there. Those are awesome. How could you ever eat those? They're too, they're too gorgeous. <laughs> it was a struggle. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it you was feel a, a little guilty. <laughs> you feel guilty uh, eating those things, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so we just took plenty of pictures and then we we dug in because yeah, we didn't yeah. want to just she yes. could have just done the Instagram post if we were just going to do the pictures so it's like all right if we went through all the work to do the cookies you have to let's just eat them yeah. absolutely yes for sure and she has been also in one of the sketches too actually yes um, so yeah uh, all right so moving on from that uh, yeah so we're covering Adventures of Batman and Robin like I said and um, anybody's familiarity with this game series before we get into it. I do remember this coming out, but I I yeah. missed it. I that was in that era when you had to really pick and choose as a kid what game you were going to pick up. Mm -hmm. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Did you have this, Zach? Uh, if I had the system to play it on, I certainly would have had it. But okay. the only video game I had around that time that was inspired by the show was the Game Boy game for a Batman okay. the, the animated series. But no, I, I knew about this, but I never got to play it. We will be covering that, so that's good. All right. Good. Um, nice. Yeah. I yeah. don't think I ever owned them. I think I rented at least the Super Nintendo and Genesis ones. Um, mm. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mainly know it as the quote-unquote lost episode of BTAS. That, that's what it's called on YouTube. Yes. Mm -hmm. That was the original pitch for this episode from mm -hmm. Kuki. And we just, I just kind of decided it might not be enough for one episode. So I'll just have like this little ramp up into it. And it is, they're all connected. So um, it makes sense. So yeah, um, talking about the Adventures of Batman and Robin video game series. Um, and it's a series of video game adaptations released from 1994 and 1995 featuring DC Comics characters like you all know, Batman and Robin, based on the animated series in particular. And, uh, it was retitled this in its second season, right? 
so yeah, mm-hmm. and we're going to be covering um, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, which is Mega Drive outside of North America, uh, Game Gear, and then Game Boy, and then. Uh, after the break, we'll be doing the Sega CD one, the main show, and that's Mega CD outside of North Car- North America. So there you go for our uh, non-North uh, American listeners. Okay, so let's get into it. The action in this game takes place, uh, takes Batman to an amusement park and other places where the villains do their dirty deeds. For the most part, it is an action-adventure platformer in which the player controls Batman, of course, <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, it's basically just side scroller and one of the one of the first I think the first level is a Joker level. Nice. And uh, it's called Amused to Death. This is very similar to the Game Boy game uh, version. I remember yeah. having it having uh, similar mechanics. Most of these Batman games are very similar. From what I can tell, like there there is kind of a formula to the Batman games as we've seen them over the years. Like even back in this era there was the beat 'em up stages followed by usually a Batmobile stage mm. chasing someone. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that, that carries all the way through into modern games today, like the Arkham Knight games. That's you kind of have to have a Batmobile level. Yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah. wants to drive that car. Yeah. Yes. And it's such easy gameplay. I mean, there's all yeah. kinds mm-hmm. of racing games and shit. I, I think these graphics are so good for Super Nintendo, too. Absolutely. It's, so it kind of holds up, you know? Oh, I think they captured the Bruce Tim style incredibly well. These animation mm-hmm. poses are so dynamic. The way Batman runs, like the amount of pixels used just to barely capture those ears on the cowl. Like it's, mm-hmm. yeah. they, they nailed it. They nailed everything <laughs> that's going on in this one. This is why I brought you here today. <laughs> this commentary, <laughs> this is great. I know in this game, when you hold up, he does like a Batman pose like... Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> towards the city and shit, which is great. I think the Bruce Tim era, um, especially in the original animated series, really captured the the use of his cape um, as part of like his intimidation and his, his yeah. demeanor. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. and you see it in games like this because you know you can just animate the cape by hand coming over right. his shoulders. Whereas, like mm-hmm. you get to the later three D era. And that becomes an immediate technological impossibility, uh, just gated by the tech at the time. Still to this mm-hmm. day, truly. Um, it was one guy for over a year, yeah. right? Doing just the cape animation? <laughs> yeah. We covered that yeah. in the last one. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's tons of technology that goes into cloth physics and stuff now. But like, yeah. even in the latest Arkham games, you haven't really seen the cape come over the shoulders where he gets that animated silhouette where he's like enveloped right. by the cape. He's more just the silhouette of Batman completely shrouded like that's such a cool look and games mm-hmm. in this yeah. area can handle it no problem because it's all you know it's all drawn it's all pixel art and animated by hand mm-hmm. right it's actually easier in some way yeah all right zach take it away the joker has taken over the gotham amusement park built his own fun house and is planning to bomb gotham from a roller coaster This level is actually based on two different episodes. Many elements of the funhouse part of the level are based on Christmas with the Joker. The laughing Joker dolls and the giant toy soldier robots especially. The roller coaster fight is heavily based on the episode Be a Clown. The name of the roller coaster, Twin Terrors, can also be seen in the background. Awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, this does seem familiar, especially yeah. those toy soldiers from uh, the Christmas episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, direct lifts from the show, really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, if only every uh, licensed video game series <laughs> was, was, so, was so good. <laughs> this, was, this was always a problem uh, back in the day. It's, it's less of a problem now, probably. But in the, in the 90s, when we were growing up, anytime something was licensed... It mm-hmm. was like, ooh, I don't know. This is going to be bad, probably. <laughs> you know, nine times out of ten. But this is one of the. This is the one. This is the ten percent where it was where it was fine. Nintendo Power reviewed this. They criticized the game for not giving Robin a more active role. The game was actually under development before the series was retitled, so it was just going to be Batman the Animated Series, the game, ah, for a it. long time. So um, that was what was going on there. Um, otherwise he supplies Batman with his moral support despite this the game was well received you're doing well Batman (laughs) Yeah, fan citing the faithful rendition of not only the characters and settings but also the music of the actual animated series so um, yeah it was reviewed well at the time which is great Um, good to see so moving on from that to the Genesis version slash Mega Drive I got the uh, Mega Drive art in there as well um, I always thought the Mega Drive name was cooler than Genesis. I wish ours was called Mega Drive. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. It's, it would make sense, too, because Super Nintendo Mega Drive. I don't know. Genesis is just like pull out of their ass. <laughs> their um, biblical so ass. <laughs> I, yeah, right? Just so weird, I always thought. Yeah, it's funny to see how like naming conventions for consoles still have not gotten anybody. I don't actually know which Xbox is the most recent xbox because series the, x yeah you go yeah I, it's impossible xbox to is bad though because you got xbox 360 then xbox one and then series uh, and there's two series out right now so the genesis 2 has got to come out is what we're saying there was a genesis 2 but it was yeah. just the same thing but a smaller <laughs> compact version <laughs> it was the same inside though but anyway this uh this one so back in the day Again, this, this is a retro gaming episode, so it's going to be a lot of back in the day. But um, if it was on Super Nintendo and then there was a version on Genesis, it didn't necessarily mean it was going to be the exact same game. So, uh, and, and like, it's se- seemingly Warner Brothers or whatever was heading this up, they gave out this license to all kinds of producers or game developers, and they all kind of made their own thing. Very... I mean, it's similar art because it's based on the same show, but the actual levels and shit are different, which I was a spoiled doctor's kid, so we had Super Nintendo and Genesis. So we would rent both of them sometimes just to see what was different. So that was my little story there. But this company, Clockwork Tortoise, is the company that made uh, the Genesis version, and they're all, they also made the Sega CD version too, actually, which we'll get to eventually, which is what, what I'm, uh, why I'm bringing them up. This is a little uh, footage of the gameplay. As you can see, it's a little different. Yeah, the art yeah. style is totally different. All still within like the same series theme, but you can tell immediately like, this is a completely different team. Completely different, right? But still, this is fine. I, I played this as well uh, in anticipation for this episode, and um, it's still, it's just, it's... Actually, the Super Nintendo one, I think, personally, is a little better, but this, this one is, is not uh... bad. This is more seizure-inducing. <laughs> yeah. Lots of flashes. This is like, 
this is over half past the game. I didn't want to get footage from just the beginning of the game. I wanted to like spruce it up with other footage. Also, but... the green suited thugs look like Riddler on steroids. <laughs> yeah, earlier. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a That's minute. That's true. This blimp is. I thought it was shooting out coins at Batman. It is Two Face <laughs> is the uh, antagonist at the beginning of the scene, so I thought he kill was him of coins, shooting yeah, coins at him. Yeah. The overall outline for the game is. It's a running gun where both Batman and Robin must stop Mr. Freeze, who plans to freeze Gotham City. In order to keep the duo busy, he also frees the Joker, Two-Face, and the Mad Hatter, each one with their own agenda. The Joker celebrates his birthday, wreaking havoc in Gotham, and stealing diamonds. Two-Face tries to take over the city from above, and Mad Hatter is creating a robot army in his surreal lair. Great. It's Love Joker's it. birthday, apparently. That's kind of awesome, birthday, man. <laughs> <laughs> this boss fight against Two Face is awesome. Yeah, it's, it's pretty great, right? The Genesis could, could do different shit, yeah. right? Which was which was cool. Yeah, I wasn't um, expecting Mad Hatter uh, until yeah. you yeah. mentioned that Ben, because he's not on the cover art. I guess they just figured he wasn't as important as the other characters. Yeah, because you would think like Riddler, or Penguin, like one of the more famous ones, but they're just like, let's give Mad Hatter a chance. Well, Mad Hatter yeah, did have some good like episodes within the original animated series. Yeah, yes. definitely. De definitely. Yeah. It's just still surprising because a lot of times like they go for the big guns. They go for the ones that people know from like, sure. the 60s show, the classic ones. Yeah. This is dynamic, Indeed. man. Look at this. Now you're in like the, the you know, Gradius R-type uh, you know, it's like an aerial aerial yeah. view, yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yes, this is uh, this is the blast processing. I guess you could say that this is what mm -hmm. always Sega always liked to say that they had that Nintendo what Nintendo didn't have. Mode seven. Sega does what Nintendo don't. All that shit. <laughs> um, so um, yeah, the the game can be played two players simultaneous. That's different. One player is Batman, the other one is Robin. Both characters are identical in terms of playability. They both use batarangs, bolas, shuriken, long-range attacks while using uh, melee attacks at short range, of course. Um, this game was released in 1995 and features a dark electronica-styled soundtrack by Jester Kid Kide. It's K-Y-D. I don't mm. know. Sounds familiar. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he was big at the time, but it yeah. was apparently worth, worth notice uh, uh, telling about. Now, I was going to say, I think that the Batman and Robin SNES version had a, like, truer style to the show um, than the, the uh, Genesis version. But the Genesis version had, like, so much more dynamic action happening. Like, the, it was cool to watch Two-Face come in and just kind of, like, and, like, throw a pack of dynamite <laughs> at Batman. <Yeah. laughs> and then, like, I wasn't expecting the whole, like, the whole platform to, like, you know, get rocked and start falling from the yeah. sky. Mm -hmm. That was really cool. Yeah. You know, that was the kind of yeah. thing that you definitely got as an experience on Genesis that you really didn't get on Nintendo. Yeah. It's, it's looking back, it's interesting seeing their, their strengths and weaknesses with that kind of stuff for sure. And I, I, I did want to like highlight a clip that really kind of showed things off. Moving on to the uh, Game Gear version. This is a, say, if you don't know, this is a Sega's portable. This was their answer to the to the Game Boy for all the kids out there that might not know. Um, it was in color, but it sort of didn't matter because Nintendo had such a stranglehold with the black and white ass Game Boy was such a bigger deal than the color Game Gear. But the Game Gear did have some good games, but Game Boy just really uh, had a stranglehold at that time on the on the portable market. I don't think it helped that the Game Gear needed like eight, eight batteries, six batteries. Yeah, you know, six batteries. Yeah, just 
that went through it. I like that because of that color, <laughs> that backlit yes. color. So this is the story here. The Joker kid has kidnapped Robin to lure Batman into a game. Using Gotham's most feared criminals and an army of mechanical bad guys, the Joker makes them compete with one another to distract Batman. The Mad Hatter has the first try. Yes, Ooh. Mad Hatter. Or Mad, Mad Hatter, that, yeah. Ma mm. They love Mad Hatter on the Sega side, it seems like. Mm. But, uh, yeah, um, they all have their own stories. They're all slightly different. Um, well, they're all also slightly similar, but, mm -hmm. yeah, they, they differ enough. And... Uh, I gotta mention to this this to Matt actually too. When I was playing this, it uh, it kind of had like a fatal error, don't you think? Have you have you played this, Matt? Uh, if I played this one, it was a lifetime ago, so it's not as fresh as I'd like it to be. Um, okay. Yeah. I don't know if you can tell in our video, but basically, uh, he gets too far to the right. Oh yeah. It's like do you know this is a this is a game this is a gameplay mechanic that should not never not mechanic but. Shouldn't be part of the game. It gets way too far to the right, and then the enemies are too... Uh, they hit you too quickly. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. You, and they're off screen, right. too, which is... Aren't there, aren't there unwritten rules for video games? Oh, sure. But, like, this is the stuff that takes generations to really figure out the rules of, you know? Like, yeah. you know, yeah. even, even, like, the first Uncharted game, which is one of the more modern classics, has the same exact issue as you're talking about here. You, know, oh my you go God. through a doorway and there's a guy right around the corner of that doorway who's shooting at you and you, you don't know. Uh, okay. You know, it takes time to figure that stuff out. But I wonder sure, if man. this might have been using um, like maybe a similar engine to what Sonic had been using, which probably which featured him going off the screen more often. Like that was a selling point of like, whoa, he's going so fast. It's just so to the right. It's especially when he jumps. I think that's kind of a that's got to be an, an error there. It kind of uh, fucks up with the gameplay. Cameras are hard, man. <laughs> it's that's your life, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we're we're gonna get to. Well, I wanted to show the uh, final boss. I guess this is the Joker. Well, he's um, got little spring quite shoes. Look little good. spring shoes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> These guys, spring shoes. Yeah, <laughs> that that was funny. <laughs> okay. Very long ass nose. <laughs> yes, for sure. But you know, good enough for the Game Gear, I guess, right? It was it's fine other than that one error. All right, so the Game Boy version was created by uh Konami, with a very big. They're not they fucking went under somehow, but they were huge up until a couple years ago whenever they tanked out of nowhere. I don't know how. You may, that's a whole other podcast with Matt probably, but um huge in the 90s, huge all the way up to like 2014. Um now they make fucking pachinko machines in Japan. Don't know what happened there. Um but anyway, um, they were a great developer. And um, before we get into this one, and uh, it's cool you have commentary on this one, Zach, but I wanted to show this one, this one's intro, and this yeah. will be fine for the audio as well, because this is a Game Boy rendition of the intro to the animated series. That's oh, nice. Cool. That's pretty awesome. Cool. <laughs> nice. Classic. <laughs> 
Wow, that's cool. <laughs> no lightning this time. Yeah, I guess not. Yeah, I remember I'm that. just standing here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's I like awesome. to pose. Okay. <laughs> I like to just stand on buildings. This one has different box art than the other ones as well because it I guess it was it came out sooner. It looks different than the other ones, but this is directly related. It just had a different production cycle or or something happened there. But yeah, it's it's since it's Nintendo, it's more directly connected to the Super Nintendo version, has cutscenes that connect uh the story between each level. Um other minor trivia is this game takes place before Harvey Dent becomes Two-Face. So there's that. Um, and Zach, you played this one as a kid? Yes, and I uh, just recently replayed it, and it's a hard-ass game. Yes. there's The mechanics are really complicated, and you can only die a certain amount of times before it will just kick you back to the beginning. And there's no save on it so it's an old enough game that there's no save option but it is cool that you get to uh switch to robin during certain levels so i thought that was really interesting and he does have different uh <clears throat> different like weapons and some slightly different moves i think than batman do you yeah. remember ever you... beating it nope <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't meant to be beaten Nope. Yeah, I, I beat the uh, one that was for '89. Yeah. Okay. But I never mm. could beat this one. I hardly ever beat games all the way back in the day. It would be just the big, big releases like Mario or Sonic or something. Do you think that was more common back then? Like people just, just games are too hard, man. I felt like. I I agree completely. Yeah. I mean, I I think that that is probably just as true today, though. Man, uh, yeah, I guess. In yeah. terms of how often people finish a game. Uh, I think it's like roughly 20% of, of the people who play it. But games like Uncharted and stuff like that, I feel like are just so easily beaten. Like they're games made to be beaten, kind of. I mean, more than the other games, I feel like. I don't know. I mean, I think games like Uncharted are probably easier in a lot of ways than a game like this was. Right. Comparatively. Right. So that's pretty much it. And uh, we'll catch you after the break. Here at Chat of the Wild, our game club podcast, we have been using our lens of truth to do deep dives on the Legend of Zelda series, in order, covering one to two dungeons each episode. Our show also looks at Zelda-likes, such as Crusader of Senti, Golden Axe Warrior, and the bizarre journey of For the Frog the Bell Tolls. Join us right now as we play Ari and the Secret of Seasons, our first new release since Season 1, or check out our past seasons breaking down nearly 20 action-adventure titles. New episodes drop every Wednesday, here on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Lord have mercy, y'all. Do you like hounds? Do you enjoy pooches? Do you find yourself enjoying time spent with that of canines? Talking about dogs, y'all. As you might have heard, 
Superhero Stuff You Should Know has now teamed up with BarkBox. For every month, you get a box for your special canine. Pooches. Or hounds. That's right. One free extra month if you go to BarkBox.com slash Superhero Stuff Pod. Follow the link and you'll get a free extra month valued at $35 and valid for all multi-length plans. So get the BarkBox for your hound, for your pooch, for your canine. Your doggo will thank you. Batman speaking. Hello, old pointy ears. Do you recognize my voice? It's your old Uncle Joker. I know you're so excited to hear me. <laughs> Keep talking. I'll trace this call and find your new headquarters. Well, you don't have to. I actually want you to come see me this time. You know, there's that little favor you owe me. Do you remember? After the time we teamed up against the Batman who laughs? Yes. All right. I'm on my way. I'm here, Joker. What do you want? Well, looky who it is. Half of me didn't expect you to show up. <laughs> All right, so here's the favor, Batso. I don't know if you've noticed this, but my wardrobe can be quite colorful, and um, I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, but uh, it's actually a mistake. Well, I actually had white suits. I wanted to go for this whole all-white angle. You know, don't ask me any questions on that. But I, I like the whole white suit look. I tried to do my laundry, and damn it if I didn't dye everything purple. So, my dearest friend, pointy ears guano man, can you please teach your old Uncle Joker how to correctly do the laundry? You brought me all the way out here just to help you do the laundry. This entire time, your wardrobe is just a mistake. I just thought you were colorful because you like to show yourself off. Well, I am a pretty good showman, so I guess I tricked everybody into thinking it was on purpose. But no, I want a nice, classy look. I don't want to be the butt of everyone's joke every time I go to the supervillain party. In fact, I feel like I've inspired them. Have you realized how many of those other dolts are wearing purple and green nowadays? I've noticed that. Lex Luthor has really cramped your style. He has, that old bald-headed bitch. So, can you help me out and teach me how to wash my clothes without ruining my colors? Well, I have a confession to make. I don't exactly know how to do the laundry myself. <gasps> Gasp! But I might know someone who does. Well, let's hit the road, Banana Toad! <laughs> this is not what I expected. Just go along with it, Alfred. You're teaming up with him! Only to do the laundry. To do the laundry? Well, I have waited for this day. I'm quite tired of doing it myself every time, so I'll take it. Who is this, Bats, your grandpa? Yes, let Joker and I do the laundry for you, Alfred. What do we do? Wonderful. I have no problem with this. So, let's let's start with towels. They're the easiest. You grab your dirty towels. Slow down, slow down. Let me get my notepad out. This is the slowest uh, someone can possibly go, but all right. You have to have organization before this and have them all in a dirty hamper. Yes, it's called a dirty hamper. Oh, that's the thing that I throw my towels into. Well, you usually throw them into the corner, but yes. Um, they should go into the hamper. 
Is that what that is? Well, my hamper will no longer smell like dirty socks. I always wondered where they went. Then you throw them into the washing machine thusly? Now, hold on now. Spell washing machine? I I'm not going to do that. You'll figure that part out. Okay, I'm, I'm writing it down. Go for it. Proceed. And then you put in your detergent. This is known as detergent. Oh, I see. Don't get any ideas from the chemicals, Joker. Cross my fingers. <laughs> and then you close the lid and click start. That's really it. You should have learned this when you were a child. It's my fault, really. I'm s I failed you on this one, Bruce. I mean, Batman. If I knew it was this simple, I would have done it myself. It was my fault. Then you set an alarm for 30 minutes and you go jack off or do something, whatever it is. Okay. Come back, take the clothes out of said washer. They will be wet. So guess what needs to happen next? You blow them up. Nope, that is wrong. Oh. That would dry them though. That would dry them, but you you want to you want to use them again. We're doing all whites here this time because I know you've had some troubles with the colors. Oh lordy. I knew you were an old guy, but jeez. It's not a racial thing, it's just a washer machine thing. So if we then put them into the dryer, you need fabric softener. They're these little fluffy things. You put them in, and then you close it and press start. That's literally it. Again, I blame myself. This is really easy. Dear Lord, Batman, you didn't tell me you had a genius working for you. Let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. Alfred is smart, but I don't know about genius. I like Joker more now. All right, anyway, so uh, we wait an hour this time. The dryer takes longer. So you jack off twice or whatever it is. Come back. Your alarm wakes you. It's, you know, talk to Siri or your Google Assistant or whatever. E cats! I had no idea laundry was so easy. Joker, you did remove the acid flower before you put it in the machine, right? Ooh, whoops. I was wondering what that smell was. Oh, now we have to escape the vicinity because that acid is getting through the entire room. We will continue this lesson later. Everyone out! Jim, a pale Andrew, y'all. All right, everybody, I have saved the best for last the final yeah. the main part the main show here for this episode is the sega cd version of course this is the thing that kooky noms wanted us to talk about so we're finally here mm -hmm. um it was on sega cd did you guys you guys even know what the fuck a sega cd is <laughs> nope zach about, i'll no say idea. no i'll say no zach you don't either nope matt i'm sure you did yes did you have one? My cousin did. Okay, so you played one oh, at yeah. the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. I got one for my birthday because, again, spoiled doctor's kid. <laughs> I fucking got them all. And I had two other brothers, too, so they sometimes got shit as well that I'd just play theirs. Yeah, this was a CD attachment for the Genesis. So uh, it would just attach right to the side of a Genesis, and it was just... This is a time bef just before the PlayStation was coming along and the Saturn... Um, which was going to introduce CD gaming really in earnest. Um, there was this period, Nintendo never had one they were going to, which was going to be called the PlayStation. They had a deal with Nintendo to make PlayStation for Nint Nintendo at first, but that didn't happen. Anyway, point is, CD gaming had, it could have better music, it had CD quality music, and it could have cutscenes. 
which is big. The fucking mm-hmm. Super Nintendo and Genesis versions and Game Boy and shit, Game Gear could not have this. So this is an obvious upgrade. Um, of course, Mega CD in outside of North America. So I always wanted to uh, support those listeners out there. It was 16-bit, and it, you know, it was like it was a Genesis with a CD. Really, it was not much. Uh, but this was to know, like show you the power. You know, this was the the THX. Yeah. Sound yeah. drop version, you know, for Sega CD. <laughs> Getting video in a video game at this time was mm-hmm. incredible. It was it. so good. If you came from Super Nintendo, I was not a PC gamer. I went from Nintendo to Super Nintendo. That was just my fucking directory, my trajectory. So that's just how that worked. But um, yeah, it was incredible. There was a it was a fun time in gaming at this time. Um, also, Clockwork Tortoise made this one as well. And what was interesting to find, well, they also made the three ninjas on Sega CD. Nice. <laughs> that was funny. That's I had classic, to, obviously. I, I had to show this, man. This is yes. great. <laughs> they, they were behind that. So, uh, three ninjas kick back. That's right. Three ninjas kick back. It's not even the first one, right? It's the fucking <laughs> it's a sequel. sequel. So, yeah. So they made this Amazing. nonsense, which is just hilarious. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But that, that was like legitimately beautiful artwork. Like that was a really good portrait. It was better than what the Genesis could do. It was sure. wasted on three ninjas. It was wasted on three ninjas. But uh, side, real quick side tangent, Clockwork Tortoise was working on this Sega CD game or Mega Drive Genesis game called X-Women, the Sinister mm. Virus. I found this in my research. I had to share. It is a canceled game that mm. seemingly there's no... Um, you know, beta version online. Sometimes those get just leaked, especially if they're old as fuck like this. Uh, but if you're out there, uh, please uh, leak it. Cause that would be awesome. So uh, yeah, never been an X woman game ever. So it would have been very out of its time. Um, Looks like a uh, rogue gene grand storm, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nice. So the uh, back to the Sega CD uh, Batman, the animated series game is basically a Batmobile game. That's all nice. it is. <laughs> the last, the last uh, level is when you uh, pilot the Batwing, and that's it. That's the only level you pilot the Batwing. Mm-hmm. But um, I found the game to be quite hard. Uh, did any of you guys play this in the ramp up? Nobody. Okay. Well, I played it as part of my research. I played the first. I think I played uh, this first level here, and it's. Um, it's cool, it's fine, but it's still it's just a little bit too difficult, and I don't know, it could have been better, I felt like. But mm. anyway, um, between these levels, the story advances through animated cutscenes that were created specifically for this game. And this is what the actual Lost episode is all about. Got because it. they animated completely new shit. They did mm-hmm. kind of have the gumption to do that. They, they could have just put you know, stuff from the um, series that's already made, but they made a whole extra thing for this, which is great. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, none of the other versions of this game had this. And what was interesting was none of this didn't have to follow the same exact guidelines because it wasn't on TV. So it wasn't totally like R rated, but it did get a little more violent Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I noticed was in the poison ivy section in the beginning, there's this 
section where he gets this axe and starts just chopping yeah. the guy <laughs> down. Mm-hmm. And I thought this is this is where they they probably couldn't have shown this in its entirety on TV. It's awesome. Probably though. not. No. This to me is um the, I like the design of this character because it it does remind me of a new adventures uh, episode, but it does uh, make me think about that time that like Poison Ivy and Clayface worked together, or Clayface tried to control Poison Ivy. Was that a No Man's Land thing we talked about, Ben? That was a No Man's Land thing, yeah. So this yeah, is that's kind what of, I thought. Uh, this to me looks like a. Yeah, it kind of looks like a clay face mixed with poison ivy creature. Yeah, mm-hmm. he definitely yeah. has a look yeah. like clay face. Basically, yes. One thing, another thing to point out too is like I can't tell on the YouTube versions of this because it's probably been expanded, but I know back in the day, like it would be like you'd have your TV screen, and because it's a Sega CD, it's old as fuck and compressed. It would be like a very small chunk of that screen <laughs> just so they could play it. But um, it's fine. It was still mind blowing at the time in like 95. Well, actually this game, by the way, it's another point. This game came out a little late. It came out in 95, which it, it would have been better if it came out in like 92 or 93. It would have probably would have sold more, but by 95, the PlayStation one was already out in the Saturn. So it was a little strange timing. But anyway, yeah, so uh, the animated cutscenes were produced by Warner Brothers Animation. Uh, had animation by Tokyo Movie Shinsha, which is a Japanese company that they, I guess, subcontracted. They This company also worked on Animaniacs. Oh, so cool. it wasn't the only thing that they did. Yep, it's not uh, too uncommon. Um, of course, Kevin Conroy and all the cast are back. This mm-hmm. cat, They're all back, and it's great. Um it's uh, 16 minutes in total. The story is not complete uh, with just the cutscenes, though. The story is more or less complete by playing the game itself. They certainly pumped a lot of like money into this production. They, they put oh, yes. a lot of backing behind it. Getting the original cast, getting an actual animation house to do all of these original cutscenes that are like mm-hmm. completely on model for the TV show. Like those those backgrounds and everything, the exact same mm-hmm. color palettes and way those those like painterly backgrounds were handled. Like it, it, that that took a lot of effort for then to jump into just the Batmobile or just the Batwing. You never actually <laughs> yeah. get to be Batman. Mm-hmm. It's a good choice, though. I think. I mean, even though the game's not great, it's still mm-hmm. like it's a Batmobile game. That's cool. That was new at the time, I think. Because mm-hmm. most of the time you're playing Batman, which of course that's. What, the, what you should do first. Right. But after you have like 10 games, whatever, let's have a Batmobile game. I still think there's probably a great Batmobile game out there to be made and definitely a bat, a bat wing game that's kind of a flight sim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would be fucking sweet. I Flying th- around oh, Gotham. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Woo. I think I also a lot that. of this was about the what the hardware for the Sega CD was good at doing. This kind of parallaxing, uh, yes. up the camera, <laughs> yes. you know, this, this kind of like Star Fox quality of like go it's yes, it's the same yes. kind of thing you'd see in you know like our type or gradius or something but it's it's going at the screen rather than side scrolling uh and that was just something that this hardware was really good at handling so why not make a game completely featured around the systems that this thing can do well to to blow you away the other side of that is that you don't get games that really necessarily had the action outside of the cockpit sega lord x on youtube do you know him matt not by name. Okay, it's like a fame, like sort of popular Sega YouTuber. 
but uh, he like hated this level, and he's he wanted he wanted this level to this final level where you're going under a bridge, and the whole time he wanted it to be able to where you could kind of go outside of the bridge and not so it's not so linear. But I don't know what can you do. It's it's they they were trying their best at this time. I think I'm gonna take a guess at this, but I think that the Batwing is actually a 3D model that they took pictures of at different angles. That would be awesome. Uh, yeah, because that's cool. like the amount of angles that we're seeing it tilt to as you're flying, there's a lot of like granularity in there. There's a lot of subtlety at the the way that it's changing. Uh, and the hardware at the time would definitely struggle with rendering something in full 3D. It is only it is only one object on the screen, so it's possible. But um, my guess is that they are pre-rendered sprites um, taken at those angles. Uh, but the amount of them is really impressive. Like there's a lot of detail in the the like underside of the batwing it's it's animated very well yeah yeah, yeah. the yeah. batwing yeah. itself yeah yeah you yeah, said everything this is 1995 really cool. 1995 was when it was released yeah mm-hmm. yeah because it kind of the the batwing to me sort of looks a little bit like the batman forever one too it does yeah a little bit oh it so, could be and it could instead match of bit. instead of the uh, batman animated series batwing there could be a lot of reasons for that. I mean, that maybe that was something they actually got their hands on and could take angled pictures of or mm-hmm. just use as a straight-up art reference. Yeah, because it's got some uh, some lights on it that I don't really remember from the animated series. I forget exactly what it looks like. I, of course, remember the Batmobile, but I don't remember the Batwing offhand. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to that in a minute. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Let's... Uh, get more into ben's territory let's talk about the story um so yeah let's talk about the episode itself yes. so mm-hmm. um the cut scenes interspersed between the levels uh the first part is batman goes to poison ivy basically investigating like we talked about earlier um and then he just kind of keeps like having to investigate different villains and then just like uh, you know mm-hmm. uh find the 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 final boss basically at the end it's the uh, regular tuesday in gotham yeah so uh (laughs) what were your overall thoughts on this story uh ben well i would say one of the big things you obviously have to have this sort of going from one villain to the next i mean that's kind of what you already have in the arkham games later it's just a more sophisticated version story-wise but i'm just like if you are doing the batman universe you have a whole bunch of villains. It makes sense that they're all teamed up and you go from one to the next. So, you know, it's it's understandable. It's a little weird to watch from, like, a YouTube cutscene type of thing since there's stuff that's cut yes. in between. It's not quite an episode. Yeah. Uh, now, and then you get to the end, and uh, there's something that foreshadows, I think, Arkham City a lot. Where it's okay. just like, well, guess what? Clayface is actually the big boss of this game and he's been yes. disguised as someone else who you didn't know beforehand, that type of thing. And so I'm like, okay, that's really cool. That that sort of foreshadows what Arkham City is going to do many years from now. And then uh, also one of the rare instances where Batman uses a gun. Because <laughs> he uses the yes. gun on the ship, but it gets, it's against Clayface so he's just he's hitting a hole through him, but he knows it's not going to kill him. He's just yes. trying to incapacitate him. But it's one Clayface of the uses a gun too, which really... It took me yeah. by surprise. Clay, it was weird seeing Clayface holding a machine gun. That was like, right. you know, he could just <laughs> use his body, but that was kind of weird. <laughs> That's I'm a little tired right now. Is he shooting out <laughs> bits of himself when he does that? 
<laughs> you know? <laughs> no, it's just a regular yeah, gun. Pellets of tiring. Yeah. Oh, it's another gun. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's using it on that. But yeah, it is cool to see like another dive into the specific like very first version of the animated series before they changed the art style, before the Justice League and everything. Like this, the very '90s esque Fox yeah. Kids version of it. So the best version. Know, it's it's cool. Yeah, <laughs> it is the best version. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they got yeah. simplified with each reiteration. Yeah, and I think that it, it sort of loses that. There's like some sort of very. It's the Art Deco style, I think, of the very 90s. That the, the 90s version has to it that you just don't get the same feel when you get to like Mystery of the Batwoman and uh, some of the other like Justice League <laughs> stuff, or just like, okay, now it's Justice League. It's got its own feel to it, but it's a feel that's a little closer to Superman the Animated Series yes. than Batman the yeah, Animated Series. For sure. What was everybody's like favorite? section because we have uh mm -hmm. she, he goes from poison ivy and then mm -hmm. he goes to the riddler who calls him a dummy which is pretty funny and then he meets harley mm -hmm. uh at the joker in the amusement park which that's obviously all connected to the super nintendo version like we right. saw and all that uh and then he's led to rupert thorne who's actually Clayface, so he's like you know following the trail this this whole time which is also a story kind of tailor-made for a video game right just right villain to villain to villain to villain mm -hmm. so um i think personally even though i love clayface i just love that axe scene in the beginning with poison <laughs> ivy clayface one of my top villains though but mm -hmm. and i love that he's the top guy that's an awesome mm -hmm. choice um but uh yeah something about batman with that axe man you just don't see it it's that visceral. much in the animated yeah, mm. like watching that axe like split the wood on that on that monster was yeah. Like there were elements of that, that, that clearly you could see in the cartoon show. They they would have gotten some of those things cut right. Like um, I yeah. think where it really becomes like a bit shocking in in the gratuity of that violence is when you're seeing like the the plant juice splatter on Batman's face. <laughs> yes. It's like American yes. Psycho with Batman at that point. <laughs> yes, you know, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I, I could see the censors being like, uh, "Try uh, getting a reservation <laughs> at Dorcia now, you <laughs> fucking asshole." Yeah, I'm sure the animators were like, "We're not. We're gonna animate something that's not on TV. No regulations. <laughs> this is great." <laughs> yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really I love two the, favorite uh, the clayface scenes. part. Go ahead, Ben. Yeah, I really love the clayface part, just in general, the twist. Because uh, it's just like, so Rupert Thorne is the big boss of this? This scene's a little anticlimactic. And they're just like, guess what? It's not him. So that's cool. But it's also kind of <laughs> wild that Rupert Thorne is in a Batman video game. <laughs> yes, that's true. That is true. That's true. Zach, your thoughts? So I like two scenes the best. The first one is the Riddler's, like, dummy scene i think <laughs> yes. it's actually really it's really creepy because he, yeah, he does is. move it a little is. bit and he's really still and yeah it just mm -hmm. is very unsettling when batman pulls him up and it's like a broken kind of dummy robot and my other favorite scene is whenever clayface is defeated and he falls into the water and like shrieks and then he kind of just like dissipates mm -hmm. i just thought that was that was really visceral to me it was kind of an agonizing scream but it was I don't know. I just thought that was really cool, and it, like you said, uh, it's it's really interesting to see Rupert Thorne in a video game. Uh, mainly, I guess, because he was like the big normal baddie of the yeah. animated series. Yeah. Well, they had yeah, a few, so it was, right? was like, kind of awesome. A few. Roland random, Daggett. Yeah, Daggett. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
they did like to sprinkle in a few just models. yeah of s- mm-hmm. some of their own gangster stuff so that was cool with that but thorn is i mean he dates back he's the main one who dates back to the comics you know with steve engel yeah comics as we talked about so i think that it was appropriate to do that because he was always kind of the big normal bad of uh btaz cool me personally uh there's a call out that riddler does and that's the when he's about to trap batman in the virtual reality section where he talks about virtual reality games mm-hmm. being the wave of the future batman <laughs> and i was yes. just like i was like wow that's still true today <laughs> yeah we're still waiting on virtual reality to really take hold yeah as well it is kind of foreshadowing of that sort of virtual reality-esque riddler episode too in a way or maybe it's not, maybe it's a tie-in oh, yeah, to what that is, i don't what is I, didn't, I didn't quite look up the yeah i didn't quite look up the the dates to see when what came first but maybe it's a repeat of what is reality uh it probably i is. think it's a repeat let me take a look yeah yeah i think it's probably a repeat honestly but let's take a look uh so what is reality came out uh <laughs> I'm just going to look it up now because yeah, screw let's it. Let's get it yeah. in. 1992. Two, so, yeah, it's definitely. Be, oh, way ahead. Yeah. yeah, 1992, way ahead of it. So, yeah, that's, that's definitely foreshadowing then. I mean, it's definitely uh, tied in to the that episode. That's what I meant. What would you guys think it would be like the perfect or a great Batman animated series game? Have we had it already? Or would it just be Arkham but animated series style or or what? That would be fun. I have some thoughts on this if you really want to hear them. Yes, oh, let's hear it from let's Matt. Let's hear it. Let's hear it from yeah. the lead animator. Um, well, because like <laughs> what we have seen, if you do, if you look at like the most recent Batman games and the formula that you see in the Arkham series, it was very successful. Um, but there's an element to it that um, doesn't really deliver. I, I'm going to say. Like, I love that the later games started to really bring in more of the detective side of Batman. That's a huge part of the character's appeal in the comics. Um, but games rarely ever really make that a mechanic. Uh, we saw that right. in the Arkham games. But my problem with that personally is that it's like going up to a play school playset of just buttons and switches that look pretty and don't actually do anything. You know, like right. those sections of the gameplay look pretty, but really you're just scrolling something until you find the thing you're supposed to find. It's not, yeah. it's okay. not a gameplay. It's just, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, it's almost busy work. Yeah. You're just flipping dials yeah. and switches and watching pretty lights go off until it's over. How many more Riddler <laughs> trophies? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, fucking Riddler trophies. Give, give me something that takes some skill to, to do that stuff. Make me feel like Batman but, okay. in that regard. I gotta ask though, like, what game has had like great detect, like actual detective work in it, like the LA Noir series or, um, you know what, Return of the Obra Dinn. Okay, I haven't that? played that one. Oh, that is, I'd say that's probably the best detective investigative game I've ever played. Um, okay, that was that was my pandemic top pick for lockdown last Interesting. year. Interesting. <laughs> So basically, we're doing action stuff in a game. We're punching baddies, and then we we're getting to a detective part in the game, and it's basically Batman meets uh, o- the Return of Obra Dinn game. Right. Mechanic. So in that mechanic, like rather mm-hmm. than giving you such direct call callouts or highlighting objects in in the environment that kind of um, just do solve those things for you, like yeah. a game like Return of the Obra Dinn really required you to pay attention to details. What's this person's name? Is is typically what the goal is of that game. And so you got to use all the context clues in the environment to actually figure it out. 
And, you know, usually they have like a domino mechanic where sol if you can't solve this thing that you're trying to work on directly, solving something else will help fill in the gaps to solve this thing that you're stuck on later, you know, and but they're not going to do big colorful highlights to be like, this is the thing that you need to go interact with. Just go do it already. That right. stuff's <laughs> you know, that's not fun. You know, like th that <laughs> level of handling yeah. is not fun. Mm hmm. Yeah, detective mode is basically a cheat x-ray vision, you know, in the Arkham games, as yeah. opposed to yeah. just like, yeah. okay, you're in a room, there's a dead body, uh, a half-empty glass, a book that's been overturned, what are you going to do? That would be, that was the main problem people talked about with the first Arkham game, was that you could just do the whole game in detective mode, <laughs> right? and just kind of cheat your way, or, yeah, you could just see enemies better or whatever, and they took that out x-ray vision ones. now. Yeah. yeah, basically. Thanks, yeah. Clark. Yeah. I didn't play it like that, but you could, <laughs> and I'm sure many people did. I feel like it takes away from just the beauty of being inside Arkham and looking yes. at Batman and, and fighting. But yes, yeah, you could yes. still, still technically beat it with all the detective mode type stuff. It's just a cheat, you know? Yes. But not seeing a skeleton in that one that turned out to be uh, Clayface. Which <laughs> yeah, that is yeah. Yeah. cool. <laughs> that was a hell of a fucking... Um, Easter egg. There mm -hmm. we go. But that would actually be <laughs> legitimately really cool. You know, like you might see that early on in the game because you decided to go in there and do that as a as a True. player. You had the agency to go check that out. And maybe you think it's weird that he doesn't have a skeleton. I guess they just forgot, or you think it's a bug, or you, or maybe it just bothers you the whole game until that reveal at the end. <laughs> and you're like, right. oh, what? Like that connection mm -hmm. would be incredible. Yeah. It would be sweet. Like I'm, I'm actually getting a little goosebumps hearing that. It'd be an mm -hmm. awesome. That would be an awesome game. It's just I wonder if like people that are so used to the regular Arkham series that we've had so far, would they? You think that demographic generally would like that kind of gameplay? Because it seems like quite a departure. Well, I, mean, I, I would I, like it. I think it depends as well. Like let's say that the Matt Reeves Batman movie comes out and it really does fulfill the promise that Reeves was talking about where it's Batman is a detective. Oh shit, he's not just a guy who beats the crap out of people even though you see that in the, the trailer plenty but like it's it emphasizes the detective stuff. <laughs> then there's a game yes. that emphasizes the detective stuff that ties into a popular movie. I think that's kind of how you slip that in. Where it's like it's already a popular iteration. Here's a tie-in to that and now everyone is more aware of Batman's detective abilities and not just him yelling at people to get information like a Christian Bale. So, where's the trigger? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would be obviously way better. I mean, I love those games. I've played and beat all of them. I have no. Mm -hmm. I even like the Batmobile segments in Arkham uh, Knight or whatever. Sure. Everybody hated yeah. those parts. No, they're, they're really but, well done. They're great. I think it's great. I don't. I I personally don't understand why everybody hated that part. Did you like the Batmobile parts in uh, Arkham Knight, Matt? I, I yes, with a caveat. Okay. Yes, because okay. I, I think I understand both sides of the coin there. Uh, like I mm -hmm. can look at it as a compartmentalized game experience and recognize like maybe Arkham Knight was more of a tank game that got turned into a Batman game at some point or or I something like that because it is very <laughs> heavy on the tank experience. I think a bit more so than the Batman side of things, and I think that's where people got upset about it. But yeah. looking at it isolated, it was really fun, well-designed, well-implemented mechanics around that. I just, I would have chosen to buy that game if I knew it was that game. 
I see. It just it was too much of a departure from the other thing. Okay, I got gotcha. you. All right, cool. I think uh, okay, like you don't ever actually punch one of you know the rogues gallery bosses in the face. You only ever engaged in the <laughs> Batmobile for those boss fights, and that was a little like it's it's not quite what I wanted out of that experience. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I liked it, but I'm sure, well, yeah. <laughs> it, yeah. Anyway. It's it is what it is. Uh, if you want to, we could go more into that. But if you wanna, if you want to listen to me, really go into it. Go to the Batman video games episode. Yeah. yeah, it's a whole other deal. Is, yeah, we have an we have an Arkham episode on that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have the, we have an Arkham episode. So getting back to it, uh, the reception for this game. So uh, for this series, um, this is Electronic Gaming Monthly. Uh, this was my favorite game magazine growing up. I read all of these i was so into this before the internet kids this was my gaming websites <laughs> fucking loved it they had obviously covered every batman game so it is connected to what we're talking about um the reviews in electronic gaming monthly um was generally like four dudes did you read this as a kid anybody oh, um, yeah maybe yeah you did matt okay um yeah, this was far and away the best magazine at the time. I gush about this magazine. Um, so anyway, there were generally four or five dudes, normally dudes. I don't remember there being a, a woman reviewer in it, actually. But um, anyway, so one of, the, one of the guys in this uh, summarized the game. Uh, this is the Sega CD version we're talking about as a, a CD full of cartoon episodes with a so-so driving game included to break up the animated sequences. <laughs> And he gave it a 6.5 out of 10, which I think is kind of gener- generous. <laughs> um, another gaming magazine, uh, Game Pro, which was it was okay. I didn't love Game Pro, but it was fine. Um, they criticized it for the lack of variety in the gameplay, commenting that it uh, it was a barely average driving game. It should be called The Adventures of the Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It would repeat itself later. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then a reviewer for Next Generation, which was probably my second favorite uh, gaming magazine. It had a little bit more of an adult slant, and I was getting into my teenage years when this game came with this magazine came out. But um, they reviewed it, saying they regarded the rudimentary, the rudimentary, rudimentary, and repetitive gameplay to be the game's main flaw calling it a journey into sheer tedium, boring, yet frustrating at the same time. <laughs> Two out of five stars. I'd say that it really resembles um, more of an arcade game. Uh, like, well, being driving only? Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. You know, like it, it kind of reminds yeah. me more of that, um, the Star Wars uh, vehicle-based arcade game with the joystick. We end up fighting like Vader with a joystick at the end. Yes. You, know, you, oh, you, yeah. you could choose like one of three levels, and one of them was like driving the speeder bike. That was in movie theaters all the time, all the time. back in the day, but right? But it had, yeah, I felt yeah, like yeah, yeah. this Sega CD Batman game had that same kind of quality to it. Like it was, it was, it's all driving only. So you're, that's the experience you're going to get. And like the cutscenes, for as well produced as they are, they definitely feel like, uh, we know we're kind of not delivering the thing that we promised. So like, here's a, here's a concession kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Speaking on not delivering what you promised, I failed to mention this earlier. Sega Lord X brought up that, uh, the box on the Sega CD version says it's two games in one or something like that. And it's like, they're trying, it's trying, it makes it seem like the Batwing is going to have a shitload more levels. <laughs> it's literally just one fucking level at the end. So it was kind of a disappointment to, to, to many people. 
especially I think if you're going to do an animated series vehicle based game, because the animated series had a ton of vehicles in it, a ton of bat yes. themed vehicles. The bat mm-hmm. boat. The bat, be a bat boat. boat game too. Yeah. Matt, you're in the fucking industry. You need to put the word out and become an <laughs> animator for a bat vehicle. Just make it just bat vehicles, and it could be a boss rush kind of game or something. I'll, you don't I'll need to be up open on the, the roof, world. and I'll turn on the signal. You know, like, yeah, turn yeah, on the signal, the, please. The let, game let industry it, signal. Bat yes. <laughs> Please let them let them all know, because that would be awesome. All right, this, so yeah, thanks for uh, you know indulging me here with this uh, with this episode, everybody. That is pretty much it. I'd like to thank Kuki Noms. Once again, uh, it was cool that she requested this. It was cool that it was a lost episode. And as you can tell, for me, video games were kind of like my first like real nerd love. Well, maybe cartoons. But when I got into video games, you know, like I was I subscribed to like five magazines at once. You know, I was like, this is I watch retro game shit on YouTube all the fucking time. Like I really get into this kind of stuff. So this is a really cool marriage of all these interests so uh thanks again to cookie check her out on instagram and please buy some of her cookies and that's it that's superhero stuff you should know all right so i got some requests everybody i got not the requests i got the comments this time i put them together <laughs> so uh we got our first one from green arrow we can say this is rob right yep uh, so he said, this is this is just today, hot off the presses as of this recording. Mm-hmm. I didn't know this at first, but I did later on, I did later on, very cool video, Andrew. This yep. is on our Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Daredevil shared origin video. Please check that out if you haven't. At the time of this video, view was kind of low, so it would be great if you could uh, <laughs> check it out. It's like three minutes long, everybody. Uh, mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. Thanks too long. I watched this two-hour episode on English. Too Island long. Too <laughs> yeah. long. <laughs> yeah, man. That's try a to cool make like topic a... too. Like that's such a cool <laughs> little like point in comics history. And yeah. Yeah. They're they're not like a. I did a search before I made this video, and we also this is a request as well, by the way. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's fan request month in August. Um, but yeah, it's uh, there weren't a whole lot on this actually, and this is like sort of talked about in the nerd world a bit but there not a lot of videos so i mm-hmm. thought it was you know it'd be cool to it was a request and a cool great topic so that to, that was a fan request by matt herring you all know him from the bumper mm-hmm. uh so yeah thank you matt for that and uh the next comment by jackson putnam goes ben that was a wonderful argument for west being the best live action batman which i also believe he is Andrew, spot on observation about child stars being short adults, <laughs> lol. <laughs> Thanks, Jackson. That's great, man. Yeah, Thanks. I make yeah. some good observations from time to time. Thanks for your support, Jackson. Thanks for your support, Jackson. Um, that It's from the uh, Was Adam West the Greatest Batman uh, episode that we put up. That was in the archives. If you want to really see a crazy diverse uh, you know, selection of episodes um, and you're even you've been YouTube only uh, up until this point, get on YouTube or Stitcher or whatever you listen to and Spotify and you can, man, we have a shitload of backlog. So, so check that out there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I was wondering if, if, uh, Zach could read this next one. This next one comes from TJL on our 
what you didn't know about Superman <laughs> 78 Part 2? Five months ago. Five months <clears> ago, <throat> but still worth bringing up, I think. <laughs> this channel is so good. I'm on, like, the sixth video. Anyway, I'm writing to say the Andrew Bush with has such a heartwarming personality, voice, etc. This guy has one of those auras that everyone gravitates to. Kind of like Howard Stern back in his heyday on terrestrial radio. Andrew certainly has the hair for Howard Stern. Yeah, he knows, yeah. <laughs> and the nose. Um, so... <laughs> Thank you for reading that. Get them glasses Zach. on. You. <laughs> I know. Of course. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> um, thank you, TJL, for such a great comment. One of the best we've ever had on this channel. Mm. So, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for those comments, everybody. And we'd like to thank our Patreon supporters who are Shasta, Leom O, Super Inframan, Douglas P, Dan D, Aaron Willett, Nick Noir. Jesse E, Jeffrey R, Scott V, Asger's Web, Jeremy H, Alex of the What Mean Podcast, Ian, Ian, Justice, and our other supporters who are Spark Again, SCCT Productions, Robert Schumann, Kooky Noms, of course, Matt Herring, Elijah B, Shamrock Balls, Ian H, Walter the Wobot, John Wells, Rye Guy, and Jackson Putnam for such wonderful comments and yes. everything else. <laughs> he was on the list before these comments. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. Um, please join the Shasta Army on patreon.com slash superhero stuff pod. That's where you get our Patreon tiers. Well, Shasta Army is the, f- is the first $1 tier. gets the shout out. Then we have mm-hmm. the $5 tier, which is a whole other show. Uh, really, it's one of the best tiers. Probably the best. <laughs> so please join that cancel mm-hmm. anytime um, generally Ben takes us on an even deeper dive you thought this shit was deep on this show mm-hmm. it goes even fucking deeper um, so on that one and it's weekly cancel anytime like I said we're also so, doing a new tier right we got a new tier coming out as well it's a $10 it's part of the $10 tier which is uh, Ben will you please regale our listener dear our dear listeners with such uh, tutelage. Yeah, so it is going to be a uh, fan meetup, so you can actually be part of a show exclusive to the rest of everyone else. So if you are part of the $10 tier or above, you get access to that. And for August, what we're going to do is we're going to cover or kind of have reactions and deep dives into Batman commercials. And we'll see what specific commercials when you get oh, there. Hell yeah. So we're going to yeah. mystery science theater this shit. <laughs> So, yeah, that's a $10 tier, everybody. Some might be better than you think, Andrew. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure, I bet some of them are great, I'm, honestly. Yeah. yeah, I bet some yeah. of them are I'm looking forward great. to the OnStar commercials. <laughs> I'm looking yeah. forward to the, uh, the, what was it, the Coca-Cola commercials with Alfred. Oh, yeah. This black great. car would be rather difficult to miss. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. All right, so, uh, yeah, we have merch. Please check us out on Redbubble, the superhousepod.redbubble.com, superherostuffpod.threadless.com. They both have about the same kind of shit. Get your Ben Man and Indeed Wizard mugs. We need to get the... the, Zacula uh, Zac- stuff on there that's that's coming but the artwork is by Wolfie Cruz and we have shirts and mugs and shower curtains and whatever the fuck so uh, please check us out on there and check us out on uh, please leave us a review on iTunes 
please record us some audio and send that to superhousepodcast at gmail.com. You too can be on the show. Please animate our show. Please animate our sketches. We'd love, we'd love to see those animated, man. So uh, just leave us a ha- put the hashtag at the in the corner throughout the duration of the video and email us when you when you have that animation done. It'd be awesome. Um, I am Thunderwolf Drew on Instagram and Twitter. I'm Thunderwolf Lives on my other channel that's not updated as much as it should be, but I talk about all kinds of Japanese shit on there and um, and retro gaming stuff as well. Uh, and uh, ThunderwolfDrew.com is where you can find my portfolio. Also, uh, I do photo and video uh, professionally, and so you can check out that stuff. And uh, I also... And work. I'm in pre-production for Amano Recon. This is a uh, we uh, Zach did the poster, which is a uh, fucking awesome man. It's fucking great. We're still in pre-production for this. Um, we should be shooting uh, some tests soon, but uh, I gotta keep plugging this because this is uh, this is gonna be cool whenever we finally get it out there. So uh, check that out. That's AmanoRecon.com. A-M-A-N-O-R-E-C-O-N.com. It is basically R-rated Power Rangers meets X-Files. It's bloody. Yeah, it's going to be bloody. It's going to be fun. It's a sci-fi horror comedy. So uh, no one's ever done this precise melange of things. So it's going to be going to be cool. I'm excited for it, obviously. So, yeah, it's going to be an Indiegogo campaign. And uh, check that out soon. Ben. Nice. You can uh, check us out at Superhouse Pod on Twitter. And then everything else, we are Superhero Stuff Pod. Instagram, Superhero Stuff Pod. TikTok, Superhero Stuff Pod. Vero, for you Snyder fans. Superhero Stuff Pod. Uh, also, shout out to Comic Capital on Instagram, as well as the Everything Entertainment Club on Clubhouse. Uh, my website is benwanwriter.com. And my YouTube channel is in the description below. You can also check out the website for earlybird.com at earl-e-bird.com. But uh, we are currently revamping the art uh, and a new edition of Early Bird. Uh, so Zach is on be on the lookout for that. Sucks well. <laughs> 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 like I got enough to do with these thumbnails. You're busy enough. <laughs> so. Uh, my personal Instagram is Ben Juan Ryder. My son's Instagram, Alfie, Alfie Pennyworth Cat. Uh, his, uh, is, that's his Instagram, at Alfie Pennyworth Cat, where he can check out my ginger cat with a bow tie. And that leads me to talk about, if you have an Alfred or another cat, you can get Whisker Box, where you can get, uh, basically from month to month, a box for your own feline friend. And if you don't have a cat but a dog, you can get a box for your own canine friend. No matter which pet you have, whether a dog or a cat, you can get a box for yourself. And you can even use our uh, special link in the description below for BarkBox. We even bring it up in the middle of the in the middle of the break to give you basically your first month free on BarkBox. So why not? You can check out all this other stuff in affiliate shops at superherostuffpod.com slash shop where you can get all sorts of other merchandise. And over to Zach. Well, if you'd like to see more of my work, you can go to ZacharyJacksonBrownArt.com and you can also follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube. Just look up Zachary Jackson Brown Art. And for the YouTube listeners, this is uh, a special sneak peek. I don't think it's on Instagram. Who knows when this is going to come out anyways, but I did finish my Jim Nicholson uh, (laughs) entry. I'm doing a series oh, nice. of jokers, all the cinematic jokers. So uh, mm-hmm. 
I have one more left, which is Cesar Romero. Of course, I worked my way down. Mm. Uh, but yes, mm. I did just finish the Jack Nicholson Joker, so it's ah. a special sneak preview. So nice. we'll see, we'll awesome, see Andrew's face instead. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was going to highlight the speaker. That's all it just right. highlights me. <laughs> what the fuck is that all about? Here's who's important. <laughs> yeah. So realistically yep. rendered. <laughs> I was trying well, to get, you. trying to put the the it on you, man. All right. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. I mean, yeah, you're all right. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's all right. Yeah, that's cool. It's cool. My business card. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool, man. Well, what Over a great Matt, episode. Though, right? Every. Oh, Matt. Yes. I'm sorry. You want to plug Please anything? Forgive me. Nah. I mean. Yes. Don't worry about me. There's nothing I can plug officially yet. Uh, it's going to mm. be a while. I, I just joined the team over uh, at my new gig. Um, so looking forward to the day when I can share some information about that, but it'll be a little bit. Can okay. you say what company you're working for or no? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I can. I'm, I am a senior animator over at Respawn Entertainment on the Star Wars yeah, yeah. team. So awesome, it's not awesome. by EA this time. It is under EA, but... I, but it's you know it's your sub respawn yeah. subcontracted yeah. by owned yeah. owned outright but um, somewhat autonomous I think okay cool yeah. game industry stuff on that side gets very fuzzy <laughs> okay cool well it was fucking awesome having you on man this was a blast Great. guys yeah thank yeah. you yeah thanks for coming on yeah right on all right and thanks uh, Kooky Noms once again and I guess that's it and I want you to do me a favor I want you to tell all your friends about us. Superhero Stuff You Should Know is part of the Greenlit Podcast Network.